I'll start by welcoming our six million uh, daily listeners to the podcast. Uh, I'm excited. We've got a new guest on here today. Uh, my boy, Zach, say hello to the folks at home, would you? Hi, all. Hey, all six million of you. Yeah, and there's six million of them. Uh, the movie that we watched uh, for this episode was um, what, 2011, I believe, uh, the film Tr- Tree of Life. Um, this, is, this is your favorite film or one of your favorites? It's one of my favorites. I, full disclosure, I, I watched it for the first time about like a year ago, so it's very new to the list, but mm-hmm. um, definitely is, is, yeah, among the top for me. Great. Yeah, well, I watched it for the first time yesterday, so I'm excited to talk about this and kind of see what you like about it. Do you want to start us off just um, give us a little synopsis uh, about what, what it's about? Yeah. Um, kind I, of, mean, I, I mean, as best you can, really. Right. <laughs> it's a tricky one. It's a, and I think it's cool because it's a movie I could literally like tell you every single plot point and wouldn't give it away at all. Because I almost think it's almost like the plot is a little bit... Um, it's not a traditional story. And so it almost, I almost think you don't even, you could like know everything about it and still be really enjoy the movie. Um, but the, the gist of it is, is your, uh, it, it's kind of about a focused on a family in Texas in the 1950s. Um, uh, just kind of a suburban uh, setting. Um, on the one hand, it spends a lot of time there watching a, a few of the children grow up and there is one main character um, that we're kind of paying attention to specifically, but it's, it's three boys, three brothers. And the movie um, kind of starts with their childhood, but also we get glimpses of one of the boys when he's older, like uh, probably in his fifties or so, sort of um, reflecting on essentially how to live um, his life. So it's a very, uh, grand scale movie because at the same time it has a lot of elements of kind of showing how this family is a part of uh you know the unfolding of the universe um is the best way i could say it um so yeah it's about them growing up and ultimately i think about um different ways of living life and and how to choose what kind of way you want to live it Hmm. Wow, you got a lot more out of this movie than I think I did. <laughs> <laughs> I've thought about it. I've, I've watched it a lot. I've thought about it a lot. I've even I've watched like video essays on it. So I'm, um, I've spent a lot of time with it. <laughs> yeah, you're in, you're invested. Yes, very much so. Well, good, good. Um, yeah, well, let's um, let's go ahead and jump right into this. Uh, I know you wanted to talk about sort of the uh, intro to childhood. Um, and actually, hang on. Before we get into that, <laughs> yeah, let me let me give you my understanding of this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, no, I understand. Maybe just my experience. I have it. Uh, this this movie. Um, so I, I I think we were talking before, and I said um, that obviously I looked it up before watching it and said, oh, it's an experimental film. I thought, oh, it's just going to be kind of weird. Um, and to its credit, it is kind of weird. <laughs> and I, it's it's interesting that you hit on sort of its plot um, or sort of the way it develops its plot as a strength. Um, because I felt like that was like a weakness um, <laughs> because, because like this movie doesn't really have much of a plot in my opinion, right? Like, like yeah, no. it, and, it, and what plot there is, is like difficult to kind of follow. Um, because it's so interspersed with all these sort of cosmic entities, uh, which were really cool to watch, some of them. The CG, the CG on the dinosaurs was like 
pretty, pretty it was rough pretty <laughs> yeah. unwatchable <laughs> yeah it was bad um but yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'll I'll leave it there for now. I'm sure we'll we'll revisit this at the end. Maybe maybe you can change my mind on this, and uh, I, I won't judge it quite as quite as harshly. Okay. Yeah. So I know you wanted to start off talking about uh, some of those early childhood scenes. Yeah, I um, God, I I I don't think I've ever seen. Um, I mean, Terrence Malick has such a style, and it's like it's uh, it's made fun of a lot. Like you see a lot of spoofs of it. But at the same time, it, it something about it is so nostalgic and beautiful to me. It 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 feels like poetry, but on film, and that's that's especially what I thought about with these childhood scenes. It's just like um, just these glimpses. It was the best depiction of like a memory of childhood that I think I've seen because you just get flashes of like what this you know two year old is seeing, what the world looks like, and all these like random things that happened to us and the world is just, you know, so big and unknown at that point, you get, you know, family members like pinching your cheeks, like coming into your life and then disappearing. And you, you know, that's kind of how it is in this sequence as well. There's like a two second shot of some older person leaning down over the camera. And then that's the last we see of them or like the shadows on the wall or just riding the tricycle and all the while this kind of flowing camera movement, I think is, uh, just stunning. It was just stunning to me. Hmm. Yeah. And um, this is maybe just sort of a, a fan theory, but the mom was a witch, right? <laughs> yeah. That's one way of looking at it. <laughs> I, um, I interpreted that right. So she's, she's, she's just flying in one scene. And I, I sort of interpreted that as um, kind of how, it, how this child, how a child might see their mom. Like, especially in this movie, she's kind of, it's like the nature versus uh, the way of nature versus the way of grace. And she's kind of the embodiment of the way of grace while the dad is more like the way of nature. Hmm. And so I think um, she's flying in the air because it's like, that's essentially what she was to that child at that point. Like essentially like just, just this mystical being, you know, hmm. that like protects you, that feeds you, that keeps you safe that's there all the time that takes you places it's like she might as well have been like a witch or some kind of angelic magical figure to the eyes of a two-year-old because um uh that's i think what it felt like for that character so that was my interpretation like like she is literally this kind of defies everything it's like this this central person um at least from the perspective of childhood yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't disagree with you. I think <laughs> the, the the idea of her being a witch was was mostly a joke. I haven't to, I haven't totally thrown it away, but <laughs> it, it could still be possible. Yeah, yeah. I think um, it's kind of interesting that you phrased it like uh, uh, like this is a good depiction of like memories of childhood. Um, mm -hmm. Because after this movie ended, I was like, oh, I wonder what other people thought about this movie. And I read, I think. Um, uh, Roger Ebert's review of this movie. Yeah, that's um, a good one. Like, yeah, who said who said very similar things to to what you had to say, um, and it's interesting because I don't think I had that similar reaction, which makes me worried about my own child. Maybe <laughs> 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 yeah, my experience was different than what was portrayed in the movie, so that was pretty shockingly insightful. Yeah, I um, and again I, I read that review, so maybe I'm just like copying him. Um, <laughs> yeah. But um, 
I don't know. It's 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 very like dreamy, I guess, especially yeah. that the early childhood sequence and the way the camera kind of like flows and moves. I, I guess there were just some shots that really like I don't know. They they didn't quite take me back in the sense that I was remembering like that time. I think I was just too young to really have memories of that. Mm-hmm. But it was just it just painted the world as like so big and so filled with all these crazy things that we're probably just like fascinated with. I think there's a shot of a baby kind of looking up at the flowing curtains and and just like seeing things that you've never seen before. Um, mm-hmm. I think that I think it captured that for me at least. Um, mm-hmm. Not necessarily the memory of childhood, like my own childhood, but the kind of grandness that is a part of childhood that is kind of seeing this huge, changing, really crazy world. Hmm. Interesting. As, as we talk more about this, I'm realizing maybe I didn't put enough of a critical filter to this <laughs> because, because everything you're saying makes sense. And this movie was difficult to watch at times. Because, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I wish I'd like, I, I, first of all, I should have warned you. A. And second of all, <laughs> I wish I'd almost recommended watching it in parts because I think it's, a, which is weird because I almost never watch movies in parts, but I think it's a great movie to watch like an hour at a time. Hmm. Uh, because it is, it drags. <laughs> the second half is kind of slow. Um, and I think the, f- and again, I've, I've like watched it a lot. So I've just, I guess I've thought about it a lot. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that you say that because I started watching it and uh, I was like, oh, this movie's kind of long and it was not my usual time for watching movies. Um, I was watching this kind of off of my normal movie watching schedule. And uh, I was like, oh, I'll just watch the first hour and then I'm going to go take a nap with my dog. I was like, yeah, that sounds pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> and, um, and the hour mark hit, and I was like, "Yeah, I'll just finish it up, I guess," um, which is interesting. So there, there obviously was something compelling about it, um, even if it was just me not wanting to break it into parts. But <laughs> there, there was something that sort of did make me interested to see how it was going to end, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it, in a very primal sense, it did, um, it did scratch some sort of itch. Yeah. Well, yeah, we've talked about sort of the some of the childhood and some of those establishing shots. Um, what do you think about this as sort of a slice of life film? Yeah, I I really like slice of life films. Mm. And I think this one's a little different because it's slices of life kind of over time. Again, it, it almost, maybe to build on the theme of kind of the childhood aspect, it kind of builds on the bigness of the world and how much is in it and and just how many moments are filled in a life. I think that's... Um, you know, really beautiful moments that you probably wouldn't even think about or don't even have in your memory. But for a movie to focus on like these small things like chasing the mama around with a lizard or like playing in the grass, just kind of like, I just thought it was really, again, very beautiful. Um, But and then it also like shows the complexities. Like, why are these, why are these men being locked up? They like, why, why are these why are people doing bad things? Why am I doing bad things? I think it, those emotions, I, I'm not sure how much we remember them from that age, but they were very big. Like we were, all we knew was what we knew when we were 10 years old, you know? And as a 10 year old, I think dealing with those complexities of, of, of yourself starting to like think and act in a way that, you know, maybe your mom doesn't approve of, or um, to see like frightening things out there, like people going to jail and 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 suffering and, and not knowing why that is but everyone just kind of accepting it 
Um, I think that's a lot to grapple with. And I think the movie kind of reminds us of that. <laughs> yeah, it reminds some people of that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it reminded me of that, I, I guess. You're right. I should I should only speak for my myself. Yeah. <laughs> You're a true behaviorist. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I, I actually really enjoy the, the, I, I enjoy the slice of life films as well. I think what I really like about them though, is that they are very small scoped, um, mm -hmm. most of the time. And I think maybe that was one of the things that I kind of struggle with this in this movie. Cause, um, I don't want to get too much into this, but like in my mind, I was like, if this was just a straight movie with Brad Pitt as like an abusive father and Jessica Chastain as like the mom kind of taking it and like how these kids kind of develop, like that would be a pretty good movie just on its own. Like I would watch mm. that movie and maybe I would enjoy that movie. Mm. Um, and, and I don't necessarily need all of the larger parts of the, you know, universe being formed and um, the sort of, you know, jumping back and forth. Cause even the, even the parts that are kind of linear are still really difficult to follow. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah. So I think, I think the movie might've just worked on its own without sort of the, the larger scope of things. Hmm. That's interesting. I yeah, I hadn't thought about that. I could definitely see that it would, um, it would have to be more intentional maybe about what kind of story it wants to tell. I don't know if it would tell the same story or not. It could, I think, but you're right. It's almost like intentionally hard to describe it as a, like as a linear story, even it is when it is moving linearly. Yeah, actually, you just triggered me to think about something else, too. It's like um, like the intention of putting those universal visuals in and, um, and uh, sort of the massive scope that it feels like sometimes. It's almost like a projective personality test. Like, hmm. It's like trying to describe a Rorschach inkblot to someone. Like, you can't really do that. Like, you, can, <laughs> you, can say, you can say what it kind of looks like, but you would never be able to get someone to, to understand what it looks like without looking at it. And so... It's almost like there's almost like an interpretation that can be made about what you think about this movie. Yeah, that's a good point, too. Um, it leaves a lot. I mean, that like universe forming sequence is like half an hour. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let me let me explain to you quickly. <laughs> like, it happens about 15 minutes in It's like a half hour thing. Like the movie doesn't start again until about an hour in. Yeah. That was, that was it was that was that's that was crazy to me. And I, I did not see it coming at all. <laughs> and so the thing is, I'm like, just to preface, I'm such a like sucker for like universe forming visuals and stories. And I'm kind of an astronomy geek and have always loved this kind of stuff. Like Carl Sagan's, you know, voiceovers, all, you know, have always kind of moved me. So um, I think I already had like a huge bias to like, just love what I was watching. Mm. Uh, but I, I've just, I've never, it caught me so off guard and was so like stunning to me. Cause again, I just love this kind of stuff and the visuals and the like opera music. Mm. And it just like knocked me off my feet in a way that I don't know how many other movies have done in such a way. I was like glued to the couch, kind of like, completely immersed in the visuals and i it, it's almost like how i feel people talk about 2001 uh the scene when he's like going through the whatever the the with all the rainbow stuff flying at him mm. um i forget what it's called 
anyway, when, he, when he's going through that thing and, and people talked about how they'd never seen something like that before, that's kind of like how I felt watching this movie. I was just like completely stunned and kind of immersed until like the dinosaur showed up. And then I remembered like, oh, wait, what's going on? Like what, what <laughs> happened to this movie? <laughs> yeah, There used to be people here. Now there's dinosaurs. We're going, yeah. going backwards in time. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I, yeah, I do think... Yeah, I do think with the exception of the dinosaurs, like the visuals were like pretty cool. Like I can, re- I'm remembering one right now. I think it was um, something moving across the surface of this or moving across the, the path of the sun. It might've been the earth. I don't know if it was clear what it was. Yeah, but I, think yeah. that, I think that's the one that, that comes to mind immediately for me. Um, yeah, I, I do think there's a lot to be said for, for movies that can like, like, th- like those scenes felt almost like art. Like I was looking at a piece of art which yeah. is which is kind of cool for a movie like it's not usually something you you get very often so I, I definitely appreciate those things for what they are I just felt like they didn't necessarily add anything to like to the not they didn't add anything what they added was not interesting to the context of the movie yeah I I think you're right they're probably not needed per se but they add this element like for me that is so like it kind of like it just humbles it humbles me I guess I will say like these, I really like the smallness of the, like we were talking about the slice of life stuff, but this was like, like think about whatever you're trying to take away from this movie and just remember how like tiny, how tiny you are and how tiny this is. Mm. Um, And to throw those together, like that life can be so like profound and intense and beautiful in your own tiny sphere, but that it, it really makes up it's not even worth considering your own like life in relation to the span of like what has come before you and what is around you you're yeah. like you're that small and i think for a movie to make that point is like this is such a heavy kind of human question these are very like human experiences and don't forget that you are a part of something like so much bigger and i think hmm. it, it it i think it, it but it but without taking away from kind of the experience of the characters like it's not like they're insane not that they're insignificant they're they're like a part of it they're a part of this big thing they're a part of this universe that's kind of like figuring itself out and um to put the two back to back just kind of blew me away because i i don't want to sound like i'm quoting like i said like i'm 14 i'm like quoting like a science (laughs) meme page because i know this stuff is a little cliche (laughs) like oh it's so much bigger than us but it's like a, a, you know, it's one thing to say that. And then this was a movie that really, really made me feel that, that mm. this is, we are kind of unfolding with this very large universe and the two are uh, to look at them, the big picture, the very big picture and the small picture side by side was just kind of uh, awe inspiring for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As, as you're saying that I was thinking like, um, like what is the purpose of, well, <laughs> what is the purpose of watching movies? Right. Cause I, I don't yeah. know that anyone goes into a movie wanting to be reminded of how insignificant they are. Not, <laughs> not that not that people go to movies with the intention of like wanting to feel self-important, um, but also it's like it's like yeah, it is like a very experiential movie, and I think maybe some of the movies or some of the feelings that it teases out um, aren't always the most comfortable. Which I think is just an observation. Yeah, yeah, that's a great um, that's a great point. And I, I watched, there's this one, 
uh, video essay I watched on it that I really liked that kind of asked like the same question, like what is the kind of, what do we do with art like this? Or what do we do with a movie like this? Like, what do you do after you watch something? Like if, if I was really moved by this movie, what do I do with this feeling? You know, mm. do I let it, do I, do I try to expand it? Do I kind of try to follow what I took away as the meaning to the movie or do I kind of let it fade into the background? It's like, that's a really important question too. Like the lasting impact mm -hmm. that you might want a movie to have or not. This is kind of a perfect segue into uh, the, the responding to the response. Um, yeah, so obviously after this movie was done, I went and Wikipedia it just to get a little more information. And I was surprised it was nominated for three uh, Academy Awards. And I, I think Terrence Malick won for Best Director. Hmm. I think. I, I, could be, I could be wrong. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, I was a little surprised. I mean, I was like simultaneously surprised and not surprised. Like this seems like the kind of movie that would win Oscars, um, but also the kind of movie that I wouldn't like if, if it won Oscars. So... <laughs> There's, there's that. This movie is very polarizing as well. Either it's like the most pretentious thing ever created, or it's like the most artistic and emotion-invoking thing ever created. Uh, not, yeah. not a lot of middle ground. Yeah, um, I'm a huge like. I, I'm not. I try not to be snobby about it, but I really take like movie ratings seriously. Um, <laughs> big fan of IMDb and like their kind of user-rated system. And so by far of like the top 10 movies, this is on probably Rotten Tomatoes and IMDb, the lowest rated movie in my top 10 <laughs> by far. I was shocked how, how poorly it was rated. Um, hmm. And I think it was because there was like this, like a lot of like two star reviews and a, and, and a lot of 10 star reviews that kind of mm -hmm. put it in this kind of mediocre range. Hmm. Um, and that made you angry. It, it like I don't maybe in the past but now I don't really care like mm. I, obviously I don't care and and I I don't want to like when I talk about how much I got out of this movie like if there are people out there that thought it was just like terrible and not worth their time like that's like fair like that's fine <laughs> like it doesn't um it doesn't even upset me because I, I don't I don't I really appreciate kind of the art of movies and film, but I don't want to be pretentious about it. Like there are no objectively, I mean, they're maybe objectively good movies, but there's, there's not like this sense that um, if someone didn't like it, they didn't get it or anything like that. Cause I think, you know, these kind of movies will have different reactions for different people. And mm -hmm. um, I would, I would, I would, I'm very comfortable saying this is why I found it beautiful and kind of what I took away from it, but not necessarily saying this is what, you should take away from it. This is why you should find it beautiful. Because um, if you didn't, you know, fair enough. Good. You've learned to respect other people's opinions. <laughs> yeah. Who knew? <laughs> the, most the most basic thing you can do as a human. <laughs> no, I think, um, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's kind of interesting. Um, one of the other reviewers that I have on this podcast a lot is my brother, Nick. And I, I'm recalling something else that, uh, we talked about once when we were talking about Annihilation. Did you see that one? I did. Yeah. Yeah. Annihilation had a pretty poor critical response. Um, okay. And I think I feel similarly to you as, as you do about uh, Tree of Life where it's like, yeah, I understand people didn't like it. Um, but my brother at the time, he said, uh, what did he say? He said, people want to, people go to movies to be entertained. And this movie was too 
too complex to be entertaining to people, um, mm. which I think is a fair criticism of Annihilation and, and probably one that applies to uh, Tree of Life as well. Like um, there is such a, we talk about this a lot too. There's a, there's a lot, very high barrier to entry. Like it does require a hundred percent of your concentration. Really. You can't sort of watch this movie out of the corner of your eye and like clean the kitchen or something like that. Mm, um, yeah. You to, to get anything out of it, you really have to give it all of your, all of your focus. Um, and so that's also kind of a large barrier, I think, um, to giving it a good review. Yes, that's true. And, you know, like sometimes I'm totally down for a movie like this and sometimes I'm just not in the mood for that. Like I'd rather watch something easier to follow that doesn't mm-hmm. like, demand my attention. So I think, um, I think that could definitely be like what you're hoping to get out of the movie um, is important and people watch movies for different reasons and maybe there's an element of escapism that this movie doesn't allow quite as much um, yeah if, if any, anything it reminds you how small and insignificant you are really <laughs> yeah but I, I think in a very beautiful way like I think like annihilation left me feeling uh, dread about existence <laughs> <laughs> and this one Put you in contact with kind of like the bigger what's out there but does it in a way that's like i mean just the theme like there's this way of nature that's being selfish and and only caring about yourself and survival of the fittest versus you know the way of grace uh you know love love everything or your whole life will flash you by i think is what is like part of the over over the dialogue for that and um and I think that that's such a beautiful message that has just kind of stayed with me. It's like love. I know he was, this is from my video essay watching. He was like using some book, the brothers, the some literature book. Anyway, he was loosely quoting it. It was some quote that's just like, you should love like every blade of grass, every ray of light, um, because this is the way to kind of live a meaningful life. And I think that's what the movie's trying to say and what the main character is trying to, choose at the end to be more like his mom um and i think that's such a just such a beautiful message like oh right this is like one way of giving life meaning is to kind of love it and love what's in it and i think that was at least for me at least in this past year was has been very a very powerful message Mm, very true very true yeah i can see you've spent a lot more time thinking about this movie than i have because i'm not even sure i could give you any idea what the themes in this movie are (laughs) <laughs> that was my uh that was that was one that i i don't know that like the mom and the dad almost representing like universal forces of mm-hmm. uh i mean force is not the best word but yeah themes of like kind of fighting for existence and fighting others to survive mm-hmm. um versus another way of being which is uh um yeah more appreciative of what is and that's not to say like one is more correct than the other but this movie definitely leans towards kind of that way of grace hmm. uh, i think my it I, I think i had to read about it and watch it a few times but the ending for me seemed to show that he was trying to follow this way of grace like they arrive at this place where he's kind of finding uh being able to see the beauty and appreciating life um Hmm. at the end of the movie um even with it's like all its shittiness and you know he asked like how does how did my mom stay true to who she was even after 
um, you know, losing her son, um, uh, which is, yeah, which is really, really profound. And then I think that it, it brings up that final question is how do I, how do I live by this? I guess like this, that's such a common thing in movies for the character to have like an epiphany or near death experience or something like Groundhog's Day kind of situation where at the end they realize that, Oh, I've been living the wrong way. And that not, you know, I, I should live maybe more like this. This will be more fulfilling. Um, but I think it's tricky because a lot of movies end there. And then the question is like, but how do you keep living like that? How do you, how do you keep doing that? I think some movies try to address that question, but a lot of them end kind of right after the epiphany. And then um, you kind of wonder if the characters are able to, to follow that. Like I'm thinking of, um, I was watching the Sopranos during quarantine and uh, there's a character that has a near death experience and decides to treat every day like a gift from then on out, but then kind of the banality and the pain of uh, existence, like, he has trouble maintaining that viewpoint and kind of reverts back to old ways. And I think that's a really interesting part of this movie. It's like, if, you know, my takeaway, the main message is, you know, there's this way of grace that is living through love and, and how do you keep doing that um, is a question that maybe the movie doesn't answer either. Yeah. It seems like it would be out of character for this movie to answer any questions really it feels like it really only creates them. Yeah, yeah, it poses a lot. Um, I, it seems to be making an assertion that this way of kind of love is the best way. Um, mm -hmm. But what that means for each person, uh, obviously, is too individual to really probably say definitively in a movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I thought all the dead people coming back to life, the movie had changed genres and was going to be a zombie movie for the last 10 minutes. Who? I mean, it could have. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I, what it was doing at this point <laughs> anything yeah. could happen <laughs> yeah that's fair yeah well um yeah let's move let's move on just a little bit here um so i feel like i don't really need to ask you this question um but if you are rating this movie on any kind of scale i, I don't know what kind of scale you use personally where mm -hmm. does this where does this movie rate on a on a scale that you use um i would say on a one 10 it's like a nine out of 10 okay and which is a very very good movie for me like i don't have a lot of nines and i have very few tens mm. just as uh just by way of reference what would be like a, what, what's a 10 a 10 uh maybe you like blade runner <laughs> okay. the original one yeah both if i could like okay. lump them together I, I would say both i mean this one for me this is a probably a personal it's close to a 10. Out of, it's close to a 10 out of 10. It's not yeah. like perfect. And I get that it drags, but it's, it's, it's for me, it's very high. Okay. So it's like as close to a 10 without being a 10. Yeah, I'd say so. I, and I'm, maybe I'm super snobby. Maybe I have a hard time putting any movie in a 10 because I feel like I have to justify it because no movie's perfect. Um, well, well, I mean, but, you just, you just put two movies in the 10. So it feels like pretty. Yeah. But even then, even then I could say, well, they weren't perfect. They might be nines. High <laughs> nines. <laughs> Maybe everything, my favorite movies are all high nines. And if I ever like get 10 out of 10, I will let you know. Okay. Can I, if I had to suggest a 10 for you, I was just thinking, you know, this training day might be a 10. Training day is such a fun movie. <laughs> <laughs> Very diplomatic. Training, no, I loved, I really do like training day. Um, That's a good one. Yeah, it is a good one. 
but we're not talking about training day. We're talking about tree of life. Um, yeah, for my, I think for my own, so on my, you know, on my website, raisedbymovies.com, I just use a, a simple one to five scale, just keep it simple. Um, and I think this probably fits in, uh, the thing is, I don't want to hurt your feeling. No, I'm, I'm yeah, I'm, I'm totally okay. I think, and then actually I do want to qualify this just a little bit. Um, this seems like the kind of, like I said, this movie takes a lot of attention and focus. And I think it also takes a particular kind of mood, right? I think you have to yeah. be, you have to want to, you have to be in a mood where you want to like question the universe, which is not a mood I find myself in often. So, yeah. um, so I definitely wasn't in that mood while watching it. Uh, and I think mostly for that reason that um, this was, I, I could, I could see this movie resonating a little bit more on like a different day. I think for now it probably sits at like two stars out of five. Two two out of five. Okay. Pretty low. Pretty low. Yeah, it's not it's not great. Yeah. No, I think you're right. I think um the mood is important. And uh maybe that's why this movie also spoke to me. I was like, I'm really worried this is gonna be pretentious. So I'm just gonna <laughs> go in with no I truly no expectations and then it blew me away. So maybe that that's also good. helped add kind of what how impactful it was uh yeah i think that's kind of bringing us to the conclusion um of of this episode any last final thoughts anything you want people to, to know about this movie before we sign off um no i think i've said it you know if it's of interest i would yeah you can watch it in parts and if you don't like it you could turn it off or um it is it is it's a different movie but it's um it's at least visually stunning i can mm. definitely yeah, I would definitely agree with that. There's definitely some pretty interesting visuals in it, which is not 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 praise I often give to a movie, but yeah, but there's not a whole lot else to praise. So <laughs> <laughs> that that's where we'll end it. Uh, this has been uh, Raised by Movies podcast talking about Tree of Life. Check us out uh, our website, RaisedByMovies.com. Read some other reviews, and there should be some other podcasts uh, coming soon. So look forward to those.